0: Hey, welcome back to Silicon Valley Beat. I'm Annie Gauss, thanks for tuning in. The latest Teslas are starting to roll off the production line, all beginning with a tweet from CEO Elon Musk, who sent out photos of the very first Tesla Model 3's hot off the assembly line. For Tesla, this isn't just another car. There's a lot riding on these Tesla Model 3s. It is Tesla's first car aimed at the mass market with a starting price of 35K. And Elon Musk has said that he expects the car to deliver five times the sales volume of its existing models. So lofty goals. But some investors are worried that demand for the new Tesla may be weakening. In fact, Tesla registrations in California, which is its biggest market, fell 24% in April down from a year ago, That's according to a research firm called IHS Market. Last week, though, Musk said that production of the Model 3s will grow exponentially from just 100 cars in August to more than 1,500 in September and continuing from there. We have yet to see who exactly will be getting them and when, other than, of course, Elon Musk himself, who was gifted a $1,000 deposit from one of his board members today, also via Twitter. Thanks for listening. This is Silicon Valley Beat. is making some tweaks to help users avoid the dreaded troll nebula that's been causing headaches on the social network for some time. They just rolled out some new tools to let you mute notifications from newly registered accounts, people you don't follow, and people who don't follow you. And you can change those in settings. And the idea is that those people are people you more likely don't wanna hear from or are trolls. The idea, broadly, is that this could also help stem abusive or hate speech that's probably a little bit more common on the site than Twitter would like. And the tools are part of a long-standing battle with trolls and different types of unwanted speech on the network, and the company's gotten some criticism for seemingly not having a consistent procedure on this or appropriate tools to prevent it for users. In March, though, they rolled out some features that let you mute users who you don't follow and or users who have a default photo or, or who haven't verified their info with the network, in other words, likely to be trolls. How well this is all working, we're not sure yet. A Twitter rep told CNET that, quote, for much of our safety work, we can't share too many details or people will try to game the system. More to come. This is Silicon Valley Beat. shares of Snap, the parent company of Snapchat, are continuing to sink, for the first time falling below their initial IPO price, and it's making stakeholders a little bit worried. Many internet companies have had their stocks sag before eventually bouncing back, but with Snap, it's shining a light on the company's long-term ability to build users and get ad revenue in the face of competitors like Instagram and Facebook. Their first earnings report, which was released in March, was widely considered a disappointment with sales numbers that fell below expectations, just 150 million, and the addition of only 8 million new users. This reminded me of a call-in from Ryan on just what does their future hold, especially in the face of those competitors. Take it away, Ryan. Hey, Annie, wondering what you think about the Facebook, Instagram versus Snapchat battle. Do you think Snapchat can survive? And what does Snapchat have to become if it can survive? Thanks. Hey, thanks again for the call in. Your question is the same one, basically, that a whole lot of analysts have been asking about Snap, especially since their not so great earnings report. So, can Snap thrive? Well, let's first acknowledge the good things about Snap. After all, they created a whole category of disappearing messages. They created an aesthetic around stickers and filters and such applied to those messages. And they've created the only augmented reality glasses that a millennial would ever admit to wearing. Although I haven't personally seen too many people wearing spectacles. They also have 166 million daily active users. Nothing to sneeze at if you're an average company, but Snap also purports to be worth billions, so maybe not in the grand scheme of things. And is the company's cachet sustainable in the long term? There are a lot of downsides. First, Facebook's ability to copy basically anything that Snap does and have it instantaneously seen by more people because they have far more users. They also own Instagram. Snap's revenue streams are kind of diversified. They make money by selling ads in the app, selling geo filters and lenses to individuals and brands, and making deals with publishers for sponsored stories, music integrations, like a deal they made with Shazam recently. And some of these brand deals can be somewhat lucrative. Snap can charge upwards of, say, 750K for a brand to reach all of Snapchat on a certain day through something like a sponsored lens. So they've got a few things going on. And of course, most of their users are in the 18 to 34 demographic, which is a coveted demo for advertisers. But that demographic is also fickle. And when your business model relies largely on ads, none of that really matters if you can't get new users. And that's why Snap's last earnings report was so disturbing to some analysts. They're still getting new users, but at a much, much slower rate than they did two years ago. That's why Snap draws a lot of comparisons to Twitter, not flattering comparisons because they similarly have had a lot of product problems tied to their difficulty in getting new users over time. So if Snap is gonna succeed in the long term, they need to avoid the mistakes that Twitter has made. One common complaint about Twitter is that it's intimidating to use for new people. It feels like an inside club and not something you have a lot of incentive to actually join as an outsider unless all of your friends happen to communicate using it. Snap has a version of that problem, where its ecosystem may be kind of robust in and of itself, but it still feels closed to potential new users, and the sharp drop-off in user growth is a sign that Snap may not be the hot thing it once was. Compounded with the fact that, of course, Instagram or Facebook can rip off anything they do and bring it to more people that's going to continue to spook investors. But in the end, it's still early days for Snap. So if they can show that they can keep getting new people and keep innovating with products and ad models that people love and will pay for, they could still avoid that Twitter trap and be okay. But they may not. We'll see. Any counterpoints? I'd love to hear them. Let me know what you think about Snap or anything else going on in the tech world in a call-in. Thanks so much for listening. This is Annie for Silicon Valley Beat.